Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Phil Kirpin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hey, my pleasure. Great to be with you. Absolutely. So I want to begin today, and it's a great backdrop, right, because President Joe Biden coming to Philadelphia in what sure looks like a great backdrop if this were a campaign stop. But President Biden choosing to come to Philadelphia to unveil his budget. And meantime, we have, you know, I'm looking looking in the headlines, and you, sir, are making headlines as you talk about AARP. Are they putting profits over interests of members? And then also as... You know, conservatives are rejoicing after a key Biden nominee has withdrawn, uh, withdrawn her name, right, from from an important job. Right. So we, we have a lot going on here as Republicans and conservatives had celebrated Tuesday. Right. As President Joe Biden's embattled pick for the FCC commission announced that she had requested the White House withdraw her nomination. That was Gigi Sohn. So we'll talk about all of this. But. Can you break down for us as as far as first of all, I want to start with ARP and we'll talk about the Biden budget and the money because it's critical to all of us. But why are you why is AARP? Why are they in the headlines and why are you raising some questions as to who they really serve and whose interests they serve? Well, they've really uh, they've become sort of massive players in all of the federal health care debates, and I think in a really destructive way. And so they were big advocates for Obamacare. They were big advocates last year for the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, and I'm sure they're going to be out cheering the Medicare cuts that uh, the president's going to propose in this new budget. And, you know, I, I think that it's hard to make sense of any of the things they're doing if you're under the mistaken impression that they represent seniors, because that's really not the business they're in anymore. The business they're in now is monetizing their membership, selling insurance products to their membership, and in particular, uh, selling them Medicare Advantage, Medigap plans, and Medicare Part D plans, all of which are uh, United Health products. That's their exclusive healthcare partner. And they take 5% off the top of every premium that's paid every month in all of those United Health products. And so they, they made over $800 million last year uh, just from United Health. And they've got other deals with other corporations, uh, you know, on life insurance and auto insurance and other things. I mean, over, they make over a billion dollars a year from their corporate, uh, what they call royalty payments. It's interesting. They don't call them commissions because then they'd have to register right. as an insurance salesman and follow state rules and regulations. So, and they call it royalties for the use of their intellectual property. Basically, in exchange for using the AARP name, we'll take 5% off the top. And this has become 
a massive business for them. And so not only have they become sort of this uh, kind of marketing and advocacy arm of the largest for-profit health insurance company, United Health, um, but they really do it all. You know, they spend all the money that comes in in a way that overwhelmingly benefits Democrats. And so last year, they did 71 campaign-style interventions where they did ads and events and all that kind of stuff. And 70 of the 71 beneficiaries were Democrats. And so, you know, you could say bipartisan because one of them was a Republican. Um, but uh, it, it's about as one-sided as it can get. And so they've got this kind of money machine going. Uh, and I think until we can do something to disrupt that and or at least make people aware of it, we're going to keep having bad outcomes in a lot of these big healthcare debates because they're able to throw their weight around. And uh, what they want it always tends to be what benefits United Health and or the Democrats. And by the way, since Obamacare, those are almost always one and the same because the Democrats have decided uh, to get in bed with the insurance companies. Uh, and so it's a very corrupt situation and unfortunately results in stuff like what we saw last year with the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which of course will not reduce inflation at all. Instead, diverts you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of Medicare prescription drug spending, not to shore up Medicare, but to, you know, green energy giveaways and uh, Obamacare subsidies and all the unrelated nonsense spending that was in that bill. So I'm hoping we can, you know, raise a little more awareness of this, maybe get Congress to investigate, maybe at least get a better disclosure uh, so people know about that 5% skim off the top. Uh, but I think we've got to do something about this situation. We're going to keep uh, losing these health care debates. Yeah, and I know that Congress in the I know that they in the past have investigated or looked into AARP's like their financial relationship with big insurance, and I know that's happened a, a few times, I believe, but I I never really heard anything concrete out of it, and so that's what I I love that you're you're encouraging this that hey let's look into it, but then come out with some conclusions, some recommendations. And, and like you're saying, anybody who gets the mailings from ARP and, and it has a membership, I think the vast majority of Americans, senior citizens, believe that, oh, this is a, this is just a nice group. It's like your consumer reports and they don't take any money, at, right? And that they're, they're this big nonprofit. I think some people probably don't even realize that they have an exclusive deal with United Health, so they think they're mm-hmm. go, they're pulling up that page. They think they're looking at all the options. Instead, they're just looking at one company. Right. So I, it, it's a bad situation. Just on that one, and I want to move on. But I just on that one, like let's say somebody's just just turning in where they just um, celebrating a birthday, and for the first time going through this process, and it, and it's overwhelming. What's your advice? Because I think a lot of people do. You Google search it. You go, oh, AARP. I trust them. Oh, look, United Health. And oh, let's see. Y- you know, OptumRx. Oh, this looks good. And not even realizing why they're putting that to the front and why they're pushing that. Because from what you're saying, yeah, they're, you know, they're, really they're profiting. Good at marketing. Yeah. They're really good at marketing. I, I would say, you know, if you're if you're in the market searching for a Medicare plan. Uh, Go to the Medicare.gov site where you can search, and you're going to see all the products that are offered in your area. Not uh, not just you know, don't just do a search engine, uh, but also you know, talk to your doctors, find out what networks they're in, and find out you know what plans they think are, are good. You know, maybe maybe the ARP plan is the best plan for you, although you know they are skimming money off the top, as I said. But I just would encourage people to uh, you know, do, yeah. do some good comparison shopping and understand that they are skimming off the top in all those plans. Yeah, that's no, it's it's great advice. 
Um, you know, as we move forward and we think about, you know, President Joe Biden, we're hearing about who he wants to tax and what that means. So what do you expect out of today as Biden's in Philadelphia and he's saying, oh, I'm going to reduce. I'm going to reduce. Don't worry. Don't worry, America. Yeah, it's, um, well, <laughs> we're from the government. We're here to help. He says his plan to reduce the deficit is $2 trillion in tax hikes. And, um, you know, the interesting thing to me is we didn't have a revenue problem last year. In fact, we have the second highest revenue in history as a percent of GDP. We had 20% of GDP in federal revenue last year. So the Trump tax cuts did not reduce revenue. In fact, revenue was very, very high uh, in historical terms. The entire deficit problem is being driven by spending. Spending is out of control. It went totally haywire. During COVID, some of that uh, rolled off. And, of course, Biden wants to say, look how much I decreased spending, except, you know, the spending that rolled off was always going to roll off because it was the massive bulge of one-time COVID spending. If you actually look at the 10-year projections, the baselines from CBO, from what they were two years ago to what they are now, he's increased spending already by $6 trillion over the next 10 years. And we've got a national debt outlook now. We're at $31 trillion. In a decade, it's going to be $50 trillion, according to the CBO. It's all driven by the spending side. Now, he's going to come out and say, I don't want to cut any spending at all. I want to increase spending, but I'm going to, I'm going to solve the deficit by jacking taxes up. Well, that, that doesn't work. You know, if you're, we've got record high revenues now uh, because lower tax rates have tended to stimulate economic activity. You're going to go backwards on all of these business taxes. He's talking about a wealth tax. A brand new wealth tax, a doubling of the capital gains tax, raising the individual income tax rate, the top rate, raising the corporate income tax rate, quadrupling the brand new stock buyback tax that he just put in last year when he said, oh, it's only 1%. Now he wants to jack that up to 4%. If you put an agenda like that, unfortunately, it's going to be dead on arrival with the Republican House. But if he were actually able to enact an agenda like that, you would have a severe negative effect on the U.S. economy. You would shrink the denominator you would therefore shrink tax revenues almost certainly and uh, people would be poorer for it and you would do nothing to solve the actual driver of our deficits and debt which is that spending's out of control so this is a plan that's got everything exactly backwards uh we haven't seen all the details yet but from what's been reported um you know the uh, this is a campaign document essentially they're going to campaign again on this class warfare envy stuff uh you know bashing businesses and bashing rich people. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's the exact opposite of what we should be doing. You know, if, if he wanted to actually solve the deficit, you, you don't even need to do really big, painful spending cuts, although, you know, I think there's an awful lot of waste and the cut out of the federal budget. But if you came out and you said, look, we're going to call off our regulatory attack on the American economy. We're going to call off our regulatory attack on American energy. We're going to call off all of our crazy pro-union labor policies. We're going to let the economy function at its potential. That by itself would do much more to improve the fiscal outlook than anything that he's proposing. But they're not reversing course on anything. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we could be grateful that at least with a Republican uh, House, these things are unlikely to get worse, right. but uh, there are no ideas here. There are no ideas here that he's proposed that actually improve the economic outlook or improve the deficit outlook, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's the problem, this tax ceiling issue, right? So we have to deal with it. Now, we saw during Biden's State of the Union address when when he worked the room, and he worked it well, I will say, because he he told he said something that was... A bit over the top. I think we can agree that he was accusing Republicans 
of of the fact that he's he's saying, okay, you know, talking about oh Republicans, what do they want to get rid of? It, right, they want to get rid of you know Social Security or Medicare, that sort of thing, or cut into that. And and we saw that rumble, and they said, okay, so we can all agree on this, and everybody came together. Why not have why why not have Republicans because they know that this is DOA, but but the problem here is that it's it's a bad look because in other words, Biden is going to come out and say, well, I tried, I tried to create this balanced budget, I cr- I tried to reduce this debt ceiling, but Republicans won't let me. So why not push back and say, hey, why don't we not tax your pension? What America, and that affects, I know a lot of union workers, right? But a lot of Americans, let's just then protect all seniors. And when can you tap into a pension at age 55? So why not Republicans push back and say, okay, then why don't we promise that we're not going to tax your pension? Because depending on what state you live in, I mean, some states tax it, but we know the feds can come after that. What about that? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I think that anything we can do to shore up people's retirement security would be smart politics and smart policy. Uh, we've got, uh, it, it's actually interesting. We've got, the, the Biden administration is, has put politics ahead of people's retirement security because they actually reversed uh, the Trump administration rule that said that fund managers cannot put ESG political objectives ahead of the financial returns uh, for investors. Uh, which is a very common sense rule. Biden's reversed it. And so uh, we actually have an administration now that sees your pension and your retirement account not as, you know, something that you ought to be able to count on to provide for you in retirement, but as a piggy bank that they can use to push, you know, a global warming agenda and you know, gender craziness and social justice and all the rest of the left-wing mm-hmm. agenda. And so uh, anything Republicans can do to focus on, you know, we want retirement accounts to be, uh, safe from political meddling and to be, uh, and to be able to grow and to be able to provide people, uh, you know, for a retirement, I think would be smart. So, and, you know, I, I like your proposal. I, yeah, I think that uh, they should start thinking along those lines. It's a good idea. And Philip Kirpin with, you know, an American free market policy here, uh, policy here. I just want to back up for one second. ESG, even though we have probably one of the most well informed listening audience and we've done shows on this. ESG, what does it stand for? Environmental, Social, and governance, governance and Investing. So Environmental, Social, and Governance, ESG, Investing, what does it refer to? So it's, it's this group or set of these standards for a company's behavior used by socially conscious investors to screen those potential investments. And this has been a real disaster. I did an entire show. I've, I've, I've done a lot on it. But it's a big deal, and and it really allows, let's say, you have your retirement funds put into this. They can actually say, well, we need to put ESG first, even over what's more, what's better for you financially and for your financial, you know, future. It's crazy, is what it is, yeah. and it's it's bad this is for a huge all of issue. Us. And by the way, this is going to be this is going to be the very first veto of the Biden presidency because a bipartisan bill passed the House and the Senate to reinstate the Trump rule, uh, the Trump Department of Labor rule, which uh, it's a pretty simple rule. It basically said, look, you know, you can't use these ESG political considerations uh, as the basis to make investments if those investments are bad 
for your investors if it mm-hmm. costs them money. If you can do it in a way that doesn't cost your investors money and their returns are just as good, then fine, you can do it, but you cannot harm your investors to pursue these ESG objectives. That's all the Trump rule said. Uh, Biden got rid of that. Congress has got a bipartisan bill that has now passed both the House and Senate to reinstate the Trump rule, and Biden's going to veto it. That's going to be the first veto of his entire presidency, which I think says a lot. Isn't it amazing in this upside-down land that we live in, though, that you even have to legislate that or 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 it tell? Is, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness, and and that's the thing when people. Well, Chuck Schumer wrote an op-ed. <laughs> Chuck Schumer wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. It was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever read. He basically said that you know getting lower investment returns to pursue ESG objectives is actually good for investors because it's going to solve global warming and then, you know, we'll all be better off. This is basically his argument. It's crazy. And so then the brokerage firms, mutual fund companies... You should accept less income in your retirement because, according to Chuck, that's going to solve global warming. And this is... I mean... I think it's insane. I think it's very bad politics also, because I don't know how many people get convinced by this sort of argument. Yeah, you know, and I'm looking, so I pulled this up, and, oh, E-Trade, Vanguard, Merrill Lynch, they're saying, oh, for younger investors, <laughs> you know, they're promoting these things and saying this is the good, the right thing to do. It, it's insanity. It really is. Um, t- you know, what stands out to you, Phil Kirpin, as you look at and, and Phil writes for and, and, co- and founded American Commitment? What stands out to you? What are you looking for today with Biden's address um, in Philadelphia today? What are you looking for and what are you most, I mean, it's hard to say this, but what are you most critical of with regard to what you've seen so far as far as uh, the Biden budget plan? Well, I think that whole laundry list of tax hikes, especially the ones on on capital and on businesses, they make us much less competitive, sort of reverse. Uh, You know, we had this great, you know, sort of reshoring under President Trump. A lot of businesses that had moved abroad came back. Uh, Biden's tax attack on those businesses, along with his regulations, are going to reverse that. And so I think that's extraordinarily damaging. That's probably the main thing. But I'm also very interested and what he's going to say again about Medicare, because, uh, I, I, you know, they're going to demagogue and claim to be helping seniors. But as far as I can tell, um, his only plan is to impose even more price controls on prescription drugs. And we all know that when government imposes price controls, you get shortages. And right. I think Trump has the right idea. You know, the, problem, the, the reason our prices are too high for prescription drugs is the rest of the world has price controls. Yeah. They get a free ride. We, we pay for the R&D and the development of all the new drugs, and then they get them cheap, or they get a free ride off of us. But, you know, the solution to that is not for us to be like them. The solution to that is for us to break their price controls in tough trade negotiations and demand that their prices rise and ours fall and we meet in the middle. If we just say, oh, we're going to impose price controls too, you know, there have already been four or five new cancer drug trials that were canceled because of Inflation Reduction Act, and now Biden wants to expand price controls. I think it's crazy. We're going to be much worse off for it. Uh, but I think that the, you know, they've determined that that's a political winner. So I want to see how much of a theme that is in his speech also. That's the other thing I'm looking for. Well, we, we appreciate your time. Truly, we do. Um, Phil Kirpin, thank you so much for joining us. And, of course, you can find more on Phil with American Commitment. We, we, you're the president of American Commitment, writer for them. And I know you'll be watching today, so I hope you'll come back on the other side. 
moving forward as we evaluate what's really happening here and not buying the uh, so-called mainstream media headlines. Thanks, Phil. I really appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.